Welcome. I'm Melissa Smith, and this is our inaugural podcast for caregiver wellness podcasts. We're really excited that you've chosen to spend this time with us. And our first guest is phenomenal. I am honored to introduce you to Jillian Parkhurst, who is a culinary nutrition educator, an integrative nutritional health coach. She's AADP certified holistic health practitioner. And she just has a passion for food and not just that, it's really about how food makes her feel. You will be so inspired to hear her story of how caregiving has impacted her. You'll be inspired to hear how she's using food as medicine. This is not an episode you want to miss. So listen all the way through. And again, we're caregiverwellnessretreat.com. And Jillian is with Fresh Things First. All right, so I am live today with Jillian Parkhurst, who is with Fresh Things First, which is based out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, Jillian and I first met uh, in yoga, and I was really thrilled and excited to meet her. And um, everything that she stands for in terms of her health her nutrition and her way of being in the world is exactly what I value most. And I am really honored to have you here today. It is such a joy to have you. Thank you, Melissa. I'm happy to be here with you. My pleasure. Well, I would love to actually start, if, if anyone follows Jillian on uh, Instagram or social media, she does a lot of breathing, um, which is fantastic. And I'd love for you just to start us out with just a breath. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's something I do um, over on social media just to kind of remind us all to breathe because right now, especially, I feel like we're holding our breath. So if you're in a comfortable place, if you're driving, obviously keep your eyes open. But if you're in a comfortable spot, you can place your feet on the ground, feel the ground below you, and um, you can place your hands over your heart center or over your belly, whichever feels better for you. And if you feel safe and comfortable, you can close your eyes. And I'm just going to have you, we'll take, let's do three breaths. So this inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Inhale. Exhale. And one more breath on your own. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. That was the perfect way to begin. I think that gentle reminder of the breath and for breathing is something that we all need. And especially that the caregivers need. Um, just those gentle reminders that it's not that difficult to just turn it back, dial things back, dial it down, de-escalate. Um, and, and along those lines, I'd love for you to share briefly a little bit of your story. I know uh, you're, you're quite public about some, some health concerns that you have and that are going on in your life and the challenges that you've had. And, and a lot of, of who you are and what you do and why you do it is because of those health challenges. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and, and 
how caregiving has played a role in your life. Yes. Yeah, so for myself, um, about eight years ago, I came down with mono and pneumonia at the same time. And I had a really high viral load that I didn't pay attention to all of the signs leading up to it. Looking back, I do now, but <laughs> I didn't at the time. And so afterwards, I just, I never fully recovered physically um, with fatigue, body pain, swelling, a lot of inflammation. Um, and moving forward, I now have just, um, I have cyclical flares where I can be in bed for anywhere from three to 12 or 14 days a month. So it changes every month, but it happens every month. So I can't be surprised. And amidst all of it, other systems in the body have started kind of, for lack of a better word, breaking down or being affected. And so right now um, I have an MGUT, which is also known as like a smoldering myeloma, which is the pre-cancerous state to multiple myeloma. And so I have several other things going on, but for myself, the only way I felt like I could try to find some grasp of control or way to help myself uh, was to start changing my diet. And in the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing because I honestly, Melissa, I lived on like a happy hour diet of nachos and beer and whatever <laughs> else I could get on special at the bar, right? Um, but now it's, it's totally different. And so through the process, I have found what hasn't, hasn't worked for me. Um, and so that kind of shifted my career path to support others as they change their diet to meet their specific needs because everybody is so different. Um, and the caregiver aspect for me is not that I practice being a caregiver, but my husband tends to be my caregiver when I am really down and in bed. So he, he takes on a lot of extra work, even when I'm feeling well and I look normal like right now. Um, you know, taking on grocery shopping or just walking the dog more. But also when I am in bed, he does a lot with um, food, providing, you know, meals for us, getting me drinks and um, cleaning and whatever else you caregivers do, you guys know. And uh, so it's been an interesting dynamic for us, but it's really shown me just how much, giving me a glimpse of what caregivers do. Yeah. And it's, it's really a lot. I think what, what's beautiful about what I heard you say is that um, the care and attention that he gives to you, that you see it and that you recognize it. One of the differences in terms of someone caring for dementia and Alzheimer's is it isn't reciprocal. There isn't this aspect of a caregiver being seen and, and understood by the person they're caring for. So there's just this constant outpouring with no reciprocation. And so, and there may be those moments, depending on their stage, the moments of, you know, of light or delight, but not always. And so, you know, I just wanna acknowledge how beautiful it is that you all have that, that relationship and it's this, this mutual caring, it sounds like. So yeah, that's really special. I'd that's love for you- That's a reminder for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, anytime you need it. I can be more appreciative. I can be, you know, <laughs> I can always oh, work on man. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting. There's, you know, the statistics of, of those that will that are unpaid caregiver caregiver workers um, are in the, the, the tens of millions in the United States. And so 
the likelihood of us becoming a caregiver at some point in our lives to someone else is very likely. And so how do we, you know, especially that we're isolating, how do we, how do we hone in on not only gratitude, but also this sense of community support and uh, it's just, there's so much to it. And I think sometimes just having a conversation helps shed, shed some light on, you know, you don't know what's happening. Like you mentioned, you're, you know, you look great. You really do. And, and yet that's not an, an indication necessarily of what's on the inside. It's the same with someone who has dementia. I know my stepmom, well, she faked her way through so much in those early stages. You know, she would laugh a lot and make you think, she, you know, things were all, all okay. And, and it was, you know, it was stuff inside. So let's talk a little bit more about the stuff inside. <laughs> I would love to know, I know you were going to give a little bit of some of your best, your best tips. So I'd love for you to share those with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that I hear from a lot of people, caregivers or not, is I just don't have time. And while I appreciate that, I mean, a lot of people are very busy and especially caregivers. I feel like in a caregiver role, I'm sure it's 24 seven, right? There's, there's not necessarily clocking in or out. Um, so the one thing I like to encourage people to do is think of it as making time. And I know that's not a popular answer, <laughs> right? So let me explain. <laughs> So um, it would just start, I think, with ask, like asking yourself, is this a priority to me, right? Is it a priority for me to feed myself well and nourish myself and make meals? And I think you're falling two camps, right? No, it's not a priority to me. And if it's not a priority, then maybe it's looking at what are your priorities? And then um, are you meeting those priorities? Right, and then asking yourself, revisiting the question again in a week, because it changes, right? It changes with- It does change, but you know what's interesting? Yeah. I hear you say that, and I think my response is always, yes, my health is a priority. And then you mentioned the nachos, like, you know, and then you still like, because it's easier or because whatever, mm -hmm. how do we change those, those patterns? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, the way I think you change it is by it's there is there's a huge mental shift, right? Because it's not just the physical, it really is changing your thinking. And I think there's a couple of ways. So the first I would say is take inventory of your time, right? Where do you have unproductive time or wasted time or time that after you're like, gosh, that didn't feel good. Like for me, that time falls in scrolling on social media or scrolling on my phone, kind of vegging out, right? Uh, watching a TV show, which can sometimes be what I need, but also, um, or just surfing the internet or things like that. Where, where are those pockets of time? Because they add up much quicker than we think. And then start to shift to thinking of how can I combine time or how can I double up? So for me, the most logical place of how can I get in the kitchen when I don't feel like I have time? Do I call a friend? Do I have conversations with my mom or a family member? For me, it's like I talk to my mom every few days um, or a friend once or twice a week. When I do that, I like to call it like a talk and chop. So I'm multitasking, right? I'm having a conversation with you, but while I'm doing it, I am chopping vegetables for my meal later. 
So it goes by really quickly and I don't think of it as new time that I have to make room for. It's like time I'm already using or even simply watching a show. If you're watching on your laptop, move it to the kitchen. And we get a lot from just hearing it. We don't have to stare. You can chop at the same time or saute or so for me, I think that's like the biggest shift we can make. And then the other option I think is meal sharing with a friend. So if you have someone else in your life who you know is also busy or feeling like they don't have time to make the meals that they wanna eat or shift their diet, how can you split that time? So how can I make two meals, but I'm gonna make larger batches of it, right? I'm gonna make two meals and I'm gonna make it to feed me and you, Melissa. And then you, Melissa, you make two meals to feed yourself. No, I just want me. you to make meals for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I don't know. Maybe your husband, he could make us all meals too, right? <laughs> Seriously. So I think that's a good way of doing it, like splitting that, but it also feels like a communal aspect. I don't know. That, I love that, that idea. Yeah. yeah, I love that idea. And, and you know, as I say, the, the other uh, pivoting from that which is really, really hard for, for caregivers is even finding and asking that friend to do this with. And, and in order to do that, you have to, it, it takes effort. It takes, but what I hear you saying is the effort in the beginning is worth it. Once you kind of set up a pattern and a routine and, you know, and kind of get it going. And the, the other interesting aspect of that, right, is if, if those that are hearing this right now who know of a caregiver or know of someone who is in need of, 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 of you know, less time in the kitchen, they're, 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 they just are spread so thin, how can you make an extra batch and share it with them and uh, maybe rally around? There's so many great resources and apps out there now too with meal sharing and and all of that so kind of to help people organize their time. Do you do you use any of those? I don't use the app, but what I would say too, just to tie into what you're saying there, is yeah. something my husband and I have experienced is we get a lot of people asking us at certain phases, right? There's times where it's quiet and then there's times like if I have a surgery or I'm really down, where people say, what can we do to help? Let us know what we can do to help. And while that feels I understand it's coming from a loving, caring place. What that does is it feels like it puts pressure on us to come up with a solution for you and it feels stressful. And so if someone's watching who is not a caregiver, I would say if you know a caregiver in your life, make a meal and drop it off and text them and say, this is out your front door, all right? Mm -hmm. Because then it's like, there's no back and forth or someone saying, oh no, it's okay, I don't need that. You've just provided something. Without I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I would I would clarify and say, I'm making this. Is there any of this you can't eat? <laughs> you know, and then I'm too, bringing yeah. it. I'm bringing it over. Let me know if you liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then put yeah. it in containers that don't have to be returned if you can. Um, That's a good point. That's a really, really helpful thing. Oh my gosh, there's nothing crazier than trying to figure out somebody else's lids. Well, my <laughs> lids have a mind of their own. So yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I know we, we talked about uh, keeping this concise. Is there 
Uh, I'm going to check the chat and see if there's any questions. So if anyone has any questions, um, is there anything else that you wanted to, to add or um, highlight? Yeah, I would say um, for strategy wise, I would just say really avoid thinking of this as a giant shift. Like I want to change everything about my diet. I want to make every meal every night. Um, it's a, it's a very natural feeling for anybody who's listening to think they need a complete diet overhaul or they have an all or nothing mentality. I'm going all in or I'm not doing it. Um, I would just say really try to question yourself on that if you feel those tendencies. And what, works, what worked for me and what's worked for clients is small incremental shifts. So how can you make one small change? And two ideas I have for that are just, um, add a side salad, like just add it to whatever you do. If you got takeout, go home and make a side salad and it will take less than three minutes to take mixed greens, put them on a plate, add olive oil, squeeze of lemon or balsamic vinegar and seeds or nuts. That's all, like keep it as simple. And once you've got that down, after a couple of weeks, add something else, right? So. It's really just keeping it as simple as can be. Or if you feel like I'm beyond that, I can do that. I would, the other suggestion I'd have is start with a meal and start with breakfast. Because if we make a more healthful choice at breakfast, we're more likely all day. So I would say add a vegetable to breakfast, which is incredibly easy, but it's a shift in our thinking. So if you're making eggs, saute spinach at the same time or zucchini, it's very simple. Um, or the other way would be smoothies, right? I'm adding spinach to a smoothie or kale or something small, not a whole thing. So I, I saw your really post focused. about zucchini and I was like, oh, zucchini in my smoothie. It sort of was a paradigm shift. I've never put zucchini. It's like, I've never put bok choy in a smoothie. It, it, it feels like a similar family. I'm a little, a little concerned. But I, but I do a ton of kale and greens in our smoothies. Like they're just, yeah. And then I have to do to counterbalance the, the, the taste of fruit. So. Yep. Fruit is great. I love fruit is really good for us. So I'm like that, that's like the black and white thinking, right? Of I shouldn't have fruit, right? When we, once we start to get in that territory, like I had a, a client recently say, I had her use blueberries for something and she said, but aren't wild blueberries better for me? And I said, let's not get lost in the details. They're all great for you. Like, <laughs> so, but those are things that stop us. So just add one little thing. And then two weeks later, check in with yourself. Do I feel like adding something more? Can I take that on? Yeah. What a great idea. I think, I think that really could apply to almost any area, like besides nutrition, like just one little shift, one little shift, one little shift. How beautiful. So, well, I want to encourage those of you that have been watching live, this, this replay will live on our Facebook page. So, Jillian, you will now live on our Facebook page. Wonderful. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> and, uh, and we also have, uh, we'll be rolling these into a brand new podcast uh, that uh, drew my 14 year old is producing. So I'm utilizing our time at home together and very excited about that. And really we're honored, Jillian, to have you a part of our October 3rd, 2nd and 3rd um, 
caregiver wellness retreat that will be live. We'll be broadcasting from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we have some really wonderful imagery and things planned for everyone to feel as if they're taking a virtual vacation and a virtual retreat in Santa Fe. So I'm very excited about that. But I'm really excited when you sign up for the retreat and it's free, um, Jillian has put together a really beautiful welcome packet with meal planning and a grocery list. It's ridiculously good. So I'm, I'm very, very excited to be sharing that with everyone. And uh, it's, it's gonna go in our virtual goodie bag. So super, super honored to have you. Uh, do you want to share perhaps where people can find you um, in the world? I can do that. And one thing I'll share is when you get that meal plan, don't be overwhelmed. If you don't feel like making the whole meal plan, pick one recipe, right? That's, so you know where you're at. And that's the biggest thing is knowing exactly where you're at and what you can handle. So don't want anybody overwhelmed. Well, what I, I was most important. I was so impressed with the simplicity of it and the way that you organized it with it. It's really great. <laughs> so and I'm visual. It's got photos. I love it. <laughs> Good. I'm awesome. glad that's helpful. Um, you can find me at my website, freshthingsfirst.com. You can find me on social media. I am most active on Instagram and my handle is at fresh things first. And there I post a lot of tips and simple recipes. And you can also find me on Facebook at Fresh Things First, but with the number one on that one. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, again, we're super honored to have you be a part of this and I feel so thankful and grateful. And thanks for taking time to chat with us today. Yeah, thank you, Melissa. Have a good oh, day. My pleasure, my pleasure. All right, have a good one. Thank you for making time to join us today on our very first podcast episode. If you wanted to see our smiling faces, you could also head over to our Facebook page, Caregiver Wellness Retreats. On our website, you'll find that specific link for it. And our website is caregiverwellnessretreat.com. Also on our site are our free retreats, which right now we have an on-demand retreat, which is completely free or you're welcome to make a donation. We also have a live retreat coming up that's October 2nd and 3rd that Jillian will be a guest speaker at and I'm so excited about what she's going to be doing and preparing and sending out a menu ahead of time so you can actually prepare a meal right then and if you don't you can always watch and enjoy and get inspiration for later. If you really enjoy this podcast, will you buy us a cup of coffee? There's a link there on our podcast that you can just click buy us a cup of coffee. And you can also donate directly on our website. This is fully a labor of love out of a passion for caring for caregivers. My father, who was a caregiver to his wife for more than 10 years, and we just continue this in her legacy and in honor of my dad. We're glad that you joined us today and we're excited about this opportunity to share strategies with you ongoing.